Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Heart 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian. Welcoming you once again to another episode of our Dragon's Demand run-through. As always, before we begin, I like to kind of get a little bit of information out to all you fellow slingers out there. Um, as, as we stand right now, this will probably be the last episode that we'll be running our Pathfinder mechanics on. Uh, we just, I think it's a little bit more streamlined to go with the 5e and we conferred as a as a whole group on the show and we all made the, the determination that it would probably be best for us to go that road it's it's just a cleaner mechanic to stay with 5e i know a lot of you guys are out there a lot of you 5e detractors are going to say no man pathfinder is the pure blood the pure way and and it is in certain instances but i think for the medium that we're using it which is a an audio podcast whenever we start getting into uh combat or other things like that uh it kind of mires down and that might be our own fault for us not starting with pathfinder first or possibly it's just uh we're so used to using the 5e rule set that it just streamlines it faster for us and thereby faster for you the listeners so i think that uh this will most likely be the last episode we'll run the pathfinder mechanics we'll be heading back to 5e again i hope we don't lose any of you fellow slingers out there because we love hearing from you and either uh, it's kind of ironic that either way I don't think it really mattered in the long term because the feedback that I got uh, was kind of kind of mute out there I didn't hear a lot of people say yeah we're glad you're going to Pathfinder or what happened to 5e yeah I think people are just enjoying the overall narrative of the show that we're producing anyways and that's not to say that we won't run other APs and other systems like Starfinder or even some one-offs in Pathfinder. Uh, we're even looking at possibly running something in the Aliens RPG, possibly Traveler, uh, things like that. And don't forget, we've, we're also dropping our Delta Green scenarios of sweetness that myself and the Heart Slingers of your Samwise and Tone Dog ran. Uh, we put out five episodes, not to you yet, but we're getting them dropped once a week. So keep your peepers open for those Delta Green drops. I think, uh, other than telling you how to get a hold of us through our website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at RollTheHard20. Make sure you hit that subscribe bell so you know when we drop an episode and you don't miss it. Uh, don't forget, we're on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can reach out to the show that way or even write in to me directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, every time we roll a hard 20 the first person to write in and announce that hard 20, I'll send them out a D20, as well as shoot them a shout out on the show. And I think I uh, I was the first one to roll one on this episode. Speaking of which, why don't we warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Hard 20 podcast presents episode 38 of our Dragon's Demand run through. Lodo in the house. Enjoy everybody. was this uh a couple days ago i sent it to you yes i, I did i did see you send me that so look like inglorious bastards mixed with uh cthulhu and delta green hmm. yeah we had a good time we run that um saturday sam and tony and i we ended up running for i think five hours 
So Jesus, that'll yeah. give you some 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 time to work with. Well, it's funny they're already edited, and I just wait to drop them. One after the other. So yeah, other. I'll drop them in the middle of the week though, so it doesn't interfere with the dropping of of this show. Oh. Um, no, I I, I want to rather stagger them, or if you know, on that rare occasion, if we can't get something out, then I have something I could drop. So you, you mentioned, uh, aliens, uh, AP dude, have you, have you looked at that? No, but I hear really, really good things about it. That sounds pretty cool. I'll have to look into that. That, that would be kind of cool to check out. Yeah. And you know, I don't, I would never bash another podcast. I just wouldn't listen to some of them, but there, I noticed that there's a, there's a few of them out there that are not my flavor. You know, they're not um, a lot of people eating, a lot of people doing stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I polish is not there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I listened to my first episode of sweetness the other day, or I listened to it this morning, I was like, wow, my microphone sounds like it's going out. I don't know if that was just my bad feed or what happened with it. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I was too close. So I, I tried to, to knock my, uh, my gain down a little, maybe that'll help, but yeah, when I when I listen to other other shows, that's one of the first things that I listen to is how people present themselves and how they carry their characters, how the the GM, DM, handler, judge, ref, whatever you want to call yourself, how they run their show as well. You know, and I think that that we do a really good job. I think we're we're disciplined enough. Um, I just want to make sure that we keep it good and tight. The German mm-hmm. good and tight. Und ja. Uh, Ryan, your name's still up. Bravo. Oh, thank you. I was going to say with the aliens thing, too, I saw it's like an entire like universe, obviously, but you can be space truckers, you can be Marines, you can be, there's just so much you can do within that world. It seems pretty cool and like wide open. Well, Is that like androids and aliens? Is that what no, you're referring they're, they're to? They're running or? Starfinder through androids and aliens. Oh. No, the, the aliens... Um, is based on the the Alien franchise, but the Ripley. first movie of Alien, they okay. uh, Sigourney Weaver's vessel and everything, um, they were supposed to be like space truckers, or you know they were they were hauling ore, going to different planets and, and stuff like that. From my understanding, it was a like a mining platform that was space oriented, and they just happened to pick up this cute little uh, vagabond that basically tore their way through everybody's starfish from front to rear. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that definitely sounds like a, an AP I'd like to follow up on because every review that I read on Amazon, it just it's stellar. So is Traveler too. Yeah, no, <laughs> you got the, <laughs> a little get the punk. little twinkle in Dave's eye. Yeah, <laughs> Alien yeah, would be cool. And honestly, Dave, I think you'd probably dig that. I think you'd probably enjoy a. a... I have to go back and actually watch like all the Alien movies. I think I've seen like part of the first one. Well, it's There's only one you need to watch. Predator, and that's the second they one. Aliens. Start making I'll babies. Never, I'll never forget when that movie came out. It was what, like 80, 82, 83, 84, no, somewhere like around there? 85. I, I remember my, my mom and dad took, you know, my brother and I to go see it. And I remember there was a scene that was, you know, just about to where the face hugger was about to jump out. And my brother like touched my mom's leg during that scene and she screamed and jumped out of her, 
her seat. <laughs> we'll never forget that. Man. You went the, the next weekend. Did you, you and your brother and I went the next weekend because you guys had already seen it and you said you wanted to see it again. I hadn't seen it yet. Oh, I don't remember. And I remember you kept going into the theater and watching it to come back out. You you can't go in there, you know, just why not? Just let me go see what's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) All right. How's my level sounding? I'm a little bit farther away from my mic. You sound good. You sound decent. I'm, I want to make sure I'm sounding good. Junior, you got your headphones in. How do I sound? You sound good. Okay. I mean, I'm pretty far away with my mic as well, but I was I was wondering the same thing. For some reason, you have the same mic I had, and it always sounded better than the mic I have now. So, I always want to hear more from Junior. Every episode, I feel like you're right there, and I'm like, just shut up for a minute. I'm trying to shut myself up because you're like right here, and you're like about to say something. Then we'll be like, hey, let's go around the corner, and I'm like, damn it, he's he's got it, he's there. <laughs> Well, and that's, yeah. I think it's because you mute yourself because of the girls, right? Oh, Copper and Gamora. Yeah. So. I mean, a lot of nice times day. I do. Yeah. But yeah, I just give everyone a, a chance to speak. I try not to overlap as much. Okay. Sorry about that. It's from memory of being at the table. Yeah. Well, are we ready to play some? Dragon's Demand. <laughs> well, I didn't know where we were going to go. We were going to play some TV. We were going to play some Pathfinder. What are we going to play? I'm so, fully erect. Let's do it. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian, welcoming you to another edition of our Dragon's Demand run through episode 38 and with me, the Hard Slingers. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> So just so the listeners, I don't know if they're caught up on it. This will be our last episode of Running Pathfinder. We will be transitioning back to Dungeons and Dragons 5e. We will just make the simple conversion of the AP back to where we were at because rather than sound like a bunch of buffoons, we want to at least sound semi-intelligent. So when we last left off, you guys had just uh, investigated Hung Clay's love room where uh, Warren, you had kicked this bear rug in the middle of the floor which caused this uh arcane trap to come to life and you saw a large a little generous it's actually written that if anybody touches the rug that it summons us kick the rug i don't kick animals touched Uh it with your toe that's kicking it's in its vocabulary needless to say this gory bloody battle with this grizzly bear did not end well for the grizzly bear so you guys are now back in the library room you have gone into the study which was in the eastern portion of the library and you guys said you wanted to go up the ladder to the trap door that led to whatever was above the library yes is that still a thing yes mm-hmm Yes. Yes. And um, I think Dempsey is going to go ahead and start up the ladder. But before he gets, he gets like three or four steps up and he kind of like, you see a look over his face and he stops, turns around and he walks right up to Warren. And he's like, before we go any further, I want to ask you a question. Now, just a minute ago, you were talking about a demon. Is that right? Uh, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, 
I'm sure that even if it has not been in this house, um, Hung Clay has probably summoned a demon or two. It's possible. It's possible. It could be in the attic, or I would suspect more likely in the basement, especially considering that um, the help was encouraged not to stray very far down there. I don't know much about these things. What can you tell me? I want to know what I'm up against and what we're all up against. It depends on the demon. Um, I would caution you the most important thing is is do not underestimate it, whatever its appearance. Always imagine that this thing can, that a demon can end your life with a thought. And many, many of them can. How do we kill it? Uh, usually hitting it very hard and very fast. Are these things resistant to something? I mean, if uh, I punch yes. it, it's going to hurt it. Yeah, same as uh, that with a sword. I've I've heard that there are some people who have, you know, channeled their own personal powers in a way that lets them actually damage demons with their bare hands. But oftentimes, it is difficult to um, damage them. Um, without actual magical weaponry of some kind. My magic would certainly work. I would suspect that um, Flint's will. Um, I look at Stabby. Sorry, I, I don't know what you could do to hurt it, but. Uh, I don't know if I should take that as a insult or if uh, perhaps you're just looking out for me. I guess we'll see. I suppose we will see. Um, at any rate, let me check the lock real quick. And now, I want to get a, a marching order of who's going up the ladder first. Was that you oh. first, Dempsey? Yes, sir. This ladder can't be that tall. I mean, what, like eight? How tall is the ceiling? Like I'm going to say it's probably feet? 10 feet up there. 10 feet? Okay. Yeah. Uh, who's um, following Dempsey, or are you guys just going to let him go up first? I and and see if something eats him. I'll just go up, hang out for a while, let you know yeah. how it goes. Uh, I, I, if if Stabby is not jumping at the opportunity, I will uh, go after uh, Dempsey. Okay. Warren, uh, please, please, you may go ahead. Uh, thank you for your generosity. <laughs> While you're up there, though, Warren, perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps. Use one of your special spells to see if there's a magical trap before Uh, our good friend Dempsey um, meets an unfortunate uh, demise. I'm planning to use all of my tricks at my disposal to hopefully keep all of us safe and to get us out of here in record time. Um, And at that, I will uh, look at the uh, door to the attic um, with a detect magic spell, and I'll take um, a couple of moments to let the spell kind of charge so I get more information. Okay. So as you scry this this trap door that leads up into the next portion of Hunkley's Manor, you do not detect any type of a trap, arcane, or, or any type of arcane aspect about it. Okay. Um, what kind of a latch does there appear to be? For, it looks like a, like yeah. a D latch where you uh, where you take the handle, slide it off from left to right, 
and then latch it back, and okay. it, it goes into an eye hook. So you just okay. you just pull it out with a hand, you know, D type handle. I will uh, just standing back a short ways, um, make a quick gesture, and a ghostly hand will appear out of the air, and attempt to um, just move the latch. Okay. You see your mage hand slide it from left to right and disengage the the simple latch. It doesn't have um, much actual like force behind it, but I will try to like push on the door a little bit with the hand. Um, it, for the record, it can only um... I think we looked this up a long time ago and oh, it, it's only got like five pounds of yeah, it's it's unable to push it up. Okay, I, I figured it as much. I just thought I'd try. Yeah. And I'll say, huh? So it's like a baby's hand. <laughs> I'd look um, huge in that thing. Right. <laughs> oh my God. That line. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, I'll kind of, uh, I will gesture to uh, make an after you uh, gesture to Dempsey. Um, well, the, the latch itself doesn't seem to be trapped. So he just kind of adjusts a few things on his belt, make sure that everything's okay. And he's like, you're full of tricks, but I got a few up my sleeve as well. And he like cocks his fist and um, heads <laughs> up the ladder. Push it open. Push it open. Mm-hmm. From um, where you are on the ladder after you pop this, this trap door open, you just see uh, a very dimly lit room above you. It's really difficult to tell the dimensions or what it looks like while being on the ladder itself. I wish my character was smart enough to make a smart ass joke, but he's not. So he's going to push it open and then walk in. Now you're, you're climbing in. You're not walking mm-hmm. in. Okay. So it's kind of like doing like a, like a dip, push himself up. Yeah. You, know? you bring yourself to bear on the floor of this, this room and the ladder deposits you into the southwest corner of a dimly lit glass dome chamber that's similar in dimensions to the uh, the second floor you just ascended from basically it's almost as though somebody took the the library and put it on another floor only gave it a, a bit of a, a glass dome roof in the center of this room you see these uh enormous telescope on a circular platform that's uh, about 15 feet in diameter and about 10 feet off the ground that seems to be sitting on top of a jumble of large metal gears that protrude uh, from beneath the base of this large platform. You see a staircase on the west side that leads up to the platform and towards a chair that's at an angle, which sits below a a large device that looks like a giant telescope that's aimed towards the glass dome. You see next to the chair are a bunch of levers and pedals. In the south, against the south wall and against the east wall, you see two large tables that appear to be covered 
with a myriad of scrolls and and uh, other metallic objects and whatnot. It's really difficult to tell, not just from the distance that you are from them, but also in the low light of the room itself. Do, um, before I move, um, um, can I just tell that I'm alone? Why don't you go to make a perception check? Sure. You're a human, right? Yes. Yeah. And so is Dempsey. That's going to be... Uh, <laughs> that was actually... That? That, 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 like, just moment where you're like, wait, what? Was that was hilarious. Really good. <laughs> Doubloon good? Uh, almost. That, We're going to find out right now. That, that's a 15. 15. It seems as though you are alone in this room. All right. I'm going to stand up and call down the ladder to the guys. All right. Looks good. There's a bunch of science stuff here. And, um, I'll step in and I'm going to just kind of cautiously start approaching those tables and just looking for any kind of trip wires or anything. I'm not really going to be looking at the tables. I'm just looking, you know, if something's going to jump out, just security. Okay. Yeah. On the tables is what you're looking at or I'm looking at the whole room. Okay. But, uh, as they're coming up, I'm assuming I'm just kind of looking around to make sure if something's going to jump out and murder us all. And you're looking around, you see that there's, a lot of dark shadows beneath the platform where all these gears are at. You see that there's dark shadows beneath the stairs that lead up to the top of the platform. You see that as you're looking around the dome, you see that there's a, about a foot and a half wide ledge that where the dome connects to the large stone structure of the manor itself. It's all ornate with dark wood. And above the glass, you see the night sky. But from where you are, um, you really don't see a lot of the stars, most likely because of other diffusions or, or distance to those constellations. Not with your naked eye, anyways. Okay. Uh, once uh, we get an all clear from Dempsey, Warren will actually cast, seeing how dark it appears to be up there, Warren will actually cast a light, a light spell on his ring and then start climbing the stairs and take kind of just a moment at the top where just his head's above where he's like looking in. And if Dempsey is paying attention, Warren's jaw looks like it's probably hit the floor at the base of the ladder. Um, and you hear him just like kind of muttering under his breath um, in uh, probably a couple different languages. Um, and it's just looking around like just slack jawed. And then uh, after a moment of that, um, I just finish ascending, come to the uh, come into the room, probably just stare like slack jawed for another minute until probably I'm assuming an impatient uh, stabby comes up behind and it's like, well, are we getting out of here? And I, I almost envision this, sorry, I don't want to take you out of this part, but mm -hmm. it'll, I almost envision this large telescope and chair thing to resemble uh, the engineer in the alien movie. Remember how it had that telescope and it had that chair next to it and everything kind of had that, that feel to it. That's almost what, uh, what I kind of gather it to look like. In fact, I'm going to send you a picture of what the room does look like right now. Ooh. 
Yeah. Imagine if the telescope was smaller. Dempsey sees Warren's reaction. He's like, all that for this? And he like slaps it and it goes <laughs> spinning all around in circles. But this sounds like it's way too big, so. Yeah. Um, okay. So you get a, an idea that there are these large gears that are protruding out from this circular platform that that atop of it rests this large telescope and chair you know with the levers that would probably most likely move the platform and elevate it and lower it and give it pitch to the to the telescope itself mm -hmm. flint have you made it up in there are you still sitting down there at the bottom of the uh library no i want to make it up there um when i get up there i'm admiring this uh beautiful glass dome that you know he custom made for his telescope it can i make a quick perception and see if it's the same uh type of glass that was in the other rooms yeah go for it all right let's see what do i got for this a seven all right that's 16 plus my stone cunning so that'd be 18 18 it does not look like the same glass. It actually looks a little thinner and it looks clearer. And as you're looking at this, this beautiful glass from you know, all about you and everything, panning from left to right, you actually see a small creature standing kind of in the shadows on this little ledge that covers the circular portion of the room. And you see it look down at you and has almost like curling ram's horns on its head. You see it looks like an obese-looking type of an infant or like a child with this leathery, molted-looking skin spots all over its body, and it says, Well, who has entered the Master's Observatory? Tell Odo who you are. Uh... <laughs> a flint like a flint it's stone Lodo wants to know yes yeah no more like your friendly kind of flint not the fire starter flint a friendly flint Lodo does that no no friendly flint tell me how did you get into the into the manor without Lord Hunkley knowing we had permission to be here I don't think so. The master would never let somebody like you into the same room as Lodo. No. Did you? If well, I can... Oh, go ahead. Lodo, how... When was the last time you spoke with Hunkley? Don't ask Lodo, Lodo questions. Lodo asks the questions about the master. You know, Lodo sees so much from this window. Lodo sees the old witch tower fall. Lodo wonders why you are here and Hunkley is not. Because your master's dead. You see his, these four wings kind of like furl out and, and flap in agitation. And he's like, we didn't, we didn't. You killed the master Hunkley? Lodo must know. Um, can I identify this creature real quick? Sure. 
Um, I'm assuming um, that would be like a knowledge demonology of sorts. Uh, yes. Okay. I don't have demonology specifically. Um, am I able to speak? Or I'm sorry, am I able to... How about knowledge planes, perhaps? Uh, I do have a little bit of that. Let's give that a shot. Uh, that is uh, 18. 18. Lodo looks to be what you might consider a homunculus. Mm, okay. I almost, I had a picture of him somewhere in here. Lodo wants to know, do you have a picture of me? Um, it's in a black and white, so you're going to have to adjust to him. Oh, okay. Ooh. Wow, okay. is he, uh, what's his size? Is he a, like a medium creature or... No, he's actually pretty creature? small. He's pretty small. Okay. Um, I look at him and say, um, you are tied to the master. How do you not know of his death? Well, perhaps you are trying to trick Lodo. You know, Lodo sees all kinds of things from that very chair right there. Lodo has gazed at the dark tapestry with the master. Lodo tells the master things. Oh. Lodo has not heard the master tell about you for. Hmm. Because the master did not meet us while he was alive. So you admit to Lodo. As they're talking, can Dempsey just slowly start to kind of interpose himself between this thing that he perceives as a threat and the rest of the party. Sure. And in fact, you gotta, you know, he's, he's probably him. like 12 feet in the air. Well, probably higher than that. He's, he's probably like 20 feet in the air because there would be a, a buffer of the platform of 10 feet. So you see him looking down at you from that, that upper portion. He's not on the same level as you are, but yeah, you can enter, Interspersion so between. Imagine I, I would have been over more, or Dempsey would have been over more by like one of the tables, and then they came up that stairs. So that's what I was thinking. Warren. Yeah. So kind of like just to get a little bit closer to Warren in case something goes down. If the guy wants to take a, a stab. Uh, speaking of, it, has Stabby joined us? Or are you just hearing random voices at the bottom of the stairs or ladder? What are you guys doing up there? I hear you guys chattering. What What's happening? Is it safe for me to come up? Oh, you have another. Lodo must meet the other. Apparently, your presence is requested, Stabby. We have a uh, new um, conversational companion. So I make my way to the ladder and scurry my way to the top. And I, I stop at the top. Um, Warren, what's... Who is this that you're speaking to? What, what's happening here? I kind of imagine like I, I'm standing in front of of Stabby, and because you know Stabby's short um, and such, like he's got a, a, a like the angle to see Lodo is probably obstructed. And Warren just simply uh, steps aside and kind of gestures up at, at Lodo. Uh, Stabby, meet Lodo. Lodo, meet our companion Stabby. 
and and for use to be all you see is a a dark silhouette against an almost dark sky behind him beyond the the window itself because it, the room is still very dimly lit uh, i do have light emanating from my ring so i don't know if that's gonna and i don't know if that would be enough to illuminate much of this room to give you the if, sense of, of the depth of it let alone if it doesn't then what will happen is warren will pull out a single coin um and cast a light spell on it and then use mage hand to basically hold the lighted coin in the middle of the room okay Lodo does not like your funny money. Oh, my funny money is not for you. My funny money is so that we can see. Well, I would not worry about Lodo. Lodo would advise you to worry about you. You have the smell of the master's death upon you. Yes, because he killed himself in a tunnel surrounded by a bunch of kobolds. Yes, Lodo recalls the master saying he wanted to commit suicide in front of an audience of kobolds. Sense motive. Are you sure that the master has not told you everything? The master never showed Lodo that he ever wanted to kill himself. I do not believe it was intentional. I simply believe those were the circumstances. Take it off. Lodo, I hate to be bearer of bad news, but it appears that Hunkley might have demised on an attempt of entering the Witch Tower from the basement area, and during that time is when it collapsed and unfortunately crushed your dear friend. I just forgot his name. Hunkley? Yes. <laughs> Lodo knew the master was at odds with Barlow. But Lodo knows that Hunkley would never have gone someplace unassisted. No, he wouldn't do that. If you know you would have not gone unassisted, what do you know about the Cabals and his affiliation with them? Oh, Lodo heard his all kinds of things through the whole manor. Lodo hears Mathesic running amok with the other servants, trying to steal the silverware from the master. What do you know about demons? You heard something about that? Is that what you are? Lodo is insulted by you. You take it back now. You apologize to Lodo right now. Lodo, please, please excuse my companion. He is less uh, knowledgeable in some of the more unique beings in our world. If I'm not mistaken, you are uh, quite possibly a creation of Master Hunkley. Um, I have heard that many skilled practitioners of the art will craft themselves an advisor, uh, a companion, a counsel. Um, and usually they are referred to as a homunculus. Am I mistaken? Well, the way how you say Lodo came to be, yes. Lodo came from there. And he points towards the sky. Lodo looks through the big long glass 
at Lodo's home all the time. Hmm. That is where the master got me from. Interesting. You think this guy's gonna be a problem? Um, only if we do not treat him with a modicum of respect. Lodo, you say your home, you look up to your home. What do you call your home? Home? What do you call your home? The origin of where you come from. Uh, He looks perplexed. As though he doesn't know how to answer that question. Something perfect. Do you often stare through the telescope to reminisce and find your home? Would we be able to see your home? Oh, yes. You, Lodo looks through the telescope, the glass scope, all the time to look at his home. If I look through the telescope now, would I see your home? Most certainly you see Lodo's home. Oh, I would like to take a second to admire that. And uh, Flint will walk up to the platform and uh, take a gander through the uh, telescope. Now, the way it's set up is Hung Clay had it to where you would have to be seated in the chair to look through it the way it's... Oh, seated? It's, oh. Yeah. Okay, I'll sit down in the chair and take a gander. Okay. I need you to make a reflex save as these bolts of energy course through your body. Okay. This does not sound like it's going to be a pleasant experience. Doesn't, but we'll see. Uh, All right. Um, That is a 13. 13. You actually make it. You take five points of electrical damage. As this is coursing through, you hear Lodo laughing. (laughs) You stupid idiots. Lodo knows you killed the master. At that, he jumps off the ledge and begins to engage and those he perceived to have wounded, if not outright slaughtered his master. And let's roll some initiative. Real quick, I actually have uh, resistance to electricity uh, energy. So was that be half? That would be half to half. Half of three points? uh, Well, resistance in Pathfinder is a little bit different. Do, Do you have a number associated with your resistance? Yes, five. Five. That means that you take okay. five less damage. So you actually take no damage. Okay. That's why I don't like you anymore. <laughs> Dead to me. Lodo going to kill you. Oh, Lodo. This is not going to end well for Warren, you. what do you have? Uh, I have a 12. Stabi. 24. 24? Damn, Stabby from the back. Flint. Woo. 17. I actually rolled decent this time. What's your dex? My dex is negative one. Okay. Dirty one. Oh. 19. Stabby. Didn't take you long to get into this room before you realized that all hell broke loose and that this humunculus has been toying with the party. What would you like to do? Um, from where I'm at, I would like to attempt 
uh, to stealth, move out of um, field of view if possible. Okay. Maybe, maybe hide at, where where. So in this room, you have the telescope in kind of the half circle um, dome. Where is this uh, entity at in the room? Think of him as being right where the circular portion of the glass is against on the eastern wall, just south of where the end of the telescope looks through the glass, if you look on the drawing. Okay. Right next to that one gear that's on the ground. Think of him as being above that, higher than that. Okay, so he's on the platform still. Yeah, he's still on the platform right now. Can I tell from my location that if I move to the table on the south wall, do I still have a, a clean line of sight to that platform? He would be under partial cover with that just because of his, his stature, because his lower body would be partially covered by the platform he's standing on, by that shelf. Um, if I move to the, if I attempt a move or a stealth on the wet, on the Eastern wall, um, is he still partially covered? He would, you would have to be against the Western wall to see more than three quarters of his body, but there's no, there's not a table over there. There's no cover. Okay. Um, I will, um, based on, on my line of sight, um, I'm just going to, um, uh, remove my short bow. Okay. And I'm going to attempt to uh, hit him with an arrow. Okay. Now, technically, he is flat-footed because he has not gone in the initiative yet. Okay. Um, so flat-footed uh, only means that I don't get sneak attack? No, flat-footed means you do get sneak attack. If you oh, he's, he is. Okay. So he I is get flat-footed, a, yeah. Okay. So I with the sneak attack, if I hit, I get another 2d6. He's denied okay. his dex bonus too. That is flat footed. Mm-hmm. Fuck him up. I rolled a I rolled a 22. Okay. <laughs> and my uh regular damage is going to be uh seven points of damage. And then 2d6. Whoops. 2d6, I roll another uh, 10 points. You hear so him screech. Ah, you will pay for hurting Loto. Dempsey, from the floor. Oh, Stubby, did you have anything else you wanted to do? No, I'm done. Dempsey, you hear him scream out. Yeah. You see, How you far hear away his, is this thing? Yeah. Uh, he's probably about 35 feet up in the air. Up in the air? Okay, so... Like um, at an angle away from you, given the height of where he's at. I think you're just going to hear the the dropkick Murphy start. <laughs> and he's like, in six seconds, you're mine, Leatherface baby. And um, I'm going to use one move action to change. I'm going to use my martial flexibility. So I'm going to switch up one of my feats. Do you need me to tell you what I'm going to do? That would be helpful. I'm going to go for improved grapple. Okay. And then I am going to drink a potion, and then I'm going to stand in one spot until my next turn. Okay. He looks at you, Stubby. 
and you see him have something in his hand that begins to sparkle and I need for you to make a reflex save as this bolt of electricity screams down towards you. Roll a 14. 14, so you'll take half of this electrical charge. All right, four points of damage. And then he swoops down towards, where are you at, uh, Warren and Flint? I'm in the chair by the uh, telescope. Okay. Uh, I am probably going to be standing just to the left of the middle of the open space there. So probably about, uh, I would say 15 feet um, from the left wall and about 10 to 15 feet up from the south wall. Okay. So, Flynn, you're closest to him. You see him swoop down and attempt to bite you with his teeth. Oh, the first hard 20 of the evening. (laughs) And I'm going to back that up. It does not back up. So, for six points of damage, as he sinks his teeth into your 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 upper shoulder. Loda will have you for supper. What do you do, Flint? I was trying to be your friend. Um, Do you see Lodo's home now? You're in it. Not yet. Uh, I'm actually going to cast Hold Person. So, and I'm casting defensively. The thing about that spell, though, is I think if you cast that, and he's right next to you, I think he gets an attack of opportunity. Does he? Okay, because it says range 100 plus 10 feet See, it's a, it's a ranged spell attack. Okay. That's why. Cast defensively? Casting defensively. Mm-hmm. With that... that just requires a concentration check. Oh, okay. All right, if it provokes, let's see. All right, I'm still going to try it. So concentration check, here we go. I failed my concentration check. Okay. Um, go ahead. Oh, he's going to attempt his bite again. Okay. And fails. Gets a hold of like some kind of a, of a band on your arm, and he can't get it. Can't get a good purchase with his teeth. Loda will have you. You will be first. All caught up in your beard. Yes. Uh, no, Lodo. No. <laughs> what else? Bad Lodo. Um, I'm just going to stay there at the, near the telescope and by the chair. Okay. Warren. Um, I just kind of like, you guys basically see Warren like take just enough time to like basically face palm and then goes, obviously you are not aware of what your master is doing as you are too stupid to realize that uh, people are telling you the truth. At Lodo point, is the master. Not for long. And Warren just throws a scorching, um, a bolt of fire at him um, with his uh, elemental ray. And that is... This doesn't have a splash damage or anything, does it? It does not have a splash damage. It is a ranged attack, and I am firing in melee. However, I have the precise shot feat, which means that I don't take any penalty and roll a 22 to hit. Okay, do I need to make a reflex save? 
No, this is just like this is a ranged touch attack. Okay. Oh. Um, and that is going to be six points of fire damage. Lodo, no! Don't touch Lodo. Still, uh, do you want to do anything else, Warren? Um, I will take another like step away from them. So for like another off? five feet. Yeah. Okay. Stabi. Back to the top of the queue. Um, where is this? This, where was I? Com- um, in relation to Flint in the room. You were well. You're probably about ten feet diagonal behind him. If he's in the chair, you're ten feet to the left of that, but angled down. Okay. Um, he's, I'm angled down from his vantage point. Yeah. Well, you're, you're looking up at him and Flint. Yeah. Okay. We're saying the same thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And is, is that, is that entity close to Flint or is he? He's right next to him. They're on each other at this point. Yeah. He just got off biting my arm. Do I, um, I'd like to take another shot with my bow, but what are the chances of me potentially hitting Flint? I, I guess if I... One in 20. Yeah, I guess if I fail. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am going to... Because I get a movement round and then an attack. Correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. You could also and- split your movement too. Yeah, and that distance from where I am to where Flint is is how much? Like 15. 15 no, fi- feet? 15 feet and, and up. So if you take the vertical, it's probably still 15 feet. Okay, so, room. so I can reach it in one movement action. So I'm going to um, well, take you, my... If you want to actually physically get to where they are, you have to go up and then go up the stairs and then come back down to them. Yeah, but my point is, is that the the distance from where I'm at to where he is, it's 15. It, yeah, it, it doesn't exceed my movement no range for that right. turn. So, I am going to move, um, uh, take my whole action or that movement action to get right next to Flint and the demon. Okay, but they're 10 feet above the ground, though. I know, so- but I'm going to go up the stairs. Perhaps I'm not understanding. No, no, that, that's 25. That's 25 feet. You're good. Okay. So I I can get within range, attack range. Um, and I am going to, with my rapier, because while I'm making that move, um, I'm switching to my rapier, and I'm going to stab or attempt to stab that demon. Okay. And I, I want to make sure I have... Goblin. I want to make sure I have that right, though. So, because I'm switching from my short bow to my rapier, do I have to use an action for that? You can yeah. drop free. You can get drop it. it. Exactly. Yeah. You could drop it and then pull your weapon out. But if you try to sh- to shoulder Sheath your it. bow, no, that's, I'll, that's... I'll I'll drop it before I go up the stairs. Okay. Okay. And then uh, I'll attack with my rapier. That's a twenty-two. That's going Ooh. to hit Lodo. And that is going to, and that is going to be uh, eight points of piercing damage. Leave Lodo alone. 
I'll have you all. Dempsey. All right. Um, can I acrobatics up there like the Beastie Boys and just ride over and uh, like jumping fences and uh, get up and take an attack? Make an acrobatics check. That's a 22. You vault up onto this platform, land right next to on the other side of Flint and Lodo. With Stabi on one side, you are now on the other side. You've just chugged your your way. I'm a shield of faith, so you just see a little bit of a shimmery aura around me, bolstering my AC. Uh, I'm going to reach out and try to grab this little bastard. You're mine. Uh, that's going to be a 16 versus his CMD. Yeah, I'm trying to find my CMD on this guy's platform. Isn't it like default, like AC plus 8? Or something no it's strength uh his strength bonus plus uh his basic armor bonus which is 10 and his strength is sorry his strength the base attack and cmb there we go uh, oh here it is right here i got it right here cm cmd is 15. what is your Ooh, i had a 16. 16 so you hook him up all right so i got him Okay, what do you want to do with him now that you got him hitched up? Taking his clothes off. Ooh. Oh, Lodo like wants that. a beer fest. Lodo must be drunk first. <laughs> Friday night. It's Friday somewhere. So, <laughs> he is currently wrapped up. He is going to attempt to break free. I wonder if he'd be able to attack you with a bite. I've got the old grapple chart out. I think when you're grappled, you get a negative to your attack. Some kind uh, of penalty. I'm looking mm -hmm. at it right now. Negative four. Yeah. Okay. Bring it on, baby. Okay. He's just going to try to strength break away from you. Okay. That's a 19 on the die, so he breaks free. And I think he could, uh, I don't know if he can move or not. I just had that stupid thing out too. I'm going to say he's going to stand there because I don't, I don't want to slow us down. Like, is he leaving a threatened square? Well, he could take a five foot step if he wanted to, which would, uh, if that's a thing that he can do, that's exactly what he would do but I'm not seeing it yet, so go ahead and uh, Flint, what would you like to do now that you've had this guy all over you, giving you big kisses? Very toothy kisses. Oh, I think you're muted, sir. You're muted. Yes. Uh, Lodo's still next to me, correct? Yeah. Okay. So is everybody else, it seems. Okay. Uh, <laughs> getting awfully busy up here on this platform. This platform's getting, this chair is only seats one. Um, Actually, I'm going to take out one of my daggers and as a free action, I'm going to imbue uh, Bleeding Strike. And okay. let's see, do I have to make a concentration? Concentration checks only when I'm doing casting defensively, right? Yes. 
Okay, so I think it's just a regular strike with the dagger. So the dagger is 1d4 plus 1. Okay, let's hit for the roll. <sighs> Might miss with a... Eight to hit. That's what you rolled as an eight? Yeah, I rolled really shitty. Yeah, that's not going to make it. Yeah. Fair. Sorry, Flint. Um, that's yeah, with your bonus? With, yeah. Do you have a bonus or no? Well, I have things to add on top of it, but I think that's for damage-wise, not for uh, to make the attack. You'd still have a strength bonus to it. Okay, then strength bonus on top of it would be uh, plus one to it. Okay, so that's still so it still fail. wouldn't hit. Yeah, yeah okay. it's still super low. Yeah, crit. Okay, so he could have actually moved. So if he chose to. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that flint? Uh, no. That'd be all for right now. Warren. Um, I mean, second first, same as the first. Um, I'm going to attempt to light him up again. Actually, uh, I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, I am going to use a ray of frost cantrip on him to attempt to restrict his movement. Uh, However, <laughs> um, I uh, get to um, change the element of it, so it's still going to be some fire damage anyways. Okay, and that still restricts his movement? Uh, yes, the damage of the spell changes, not the effect of the spell. Okay. Or the damage type of the spell changes. Got it. Uh, 21 to hit. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and then that is going to be a whole two points of fire damage. And... Oh, I guess that actually doesn't... I'm sorry, I must be thinking of 5e Ray of Frost. Oh, well. He takes two points of fire damage. Okay. This little thin uh, string of fire just kind of singes his cheeks. Like you want to... a little too much sun. You want to stay there or you want to get a little closer to the, the foray here uh no no i'm i'm fine being over here why why would i why would i want to take part in this no, foray? I, I wouldn't want you to do that stubby looking something up um so a question so you've got dempsey next to this guy Flint's me me and flint that's correct so technically he's flanked well, there's really not a facing, but there's nobody opposite his side. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. Uh, Dempsey is opposite you. So he is flanked. So he is flanked currently, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to attack him again with my rapier. Okay. And that is going to be a 16. Miss. Okay. I was hoping for the sneak attack, but oh I'm well. Sorry. Because that would have been <laughs> fantastic. Dempsey. All right. Um, just going to go in for two hits. 
First one is not gonna hit. And that's cut. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Yep, I'll just maintain flanking. Lodo takes a five foot step back. Opportunity. Huh? No, not <laughs> a five foot step. He's oh. got three targets. I'm gonna go one, two for Stabi, three, four for Flint, five, six for Dempsey. Flint, you see him bring up this cylindrical object in his hand, and you see this bolt of electricity come out, and I need for you to make another reflex save again, please. Ooh, four. Four. You still have that lightning resistance? Yes. Okay. You still take no damage, because I rolled a one. So... <laughs> I just... I just... I just loved your, like, expression there, Brian. However, he does step forward towards you, Dempsey, in an attempt to bite you. He's a biter. Yes. Yeah, 17 on the die. One. That's going to hit. What is it? Oh, it's a 17 on the die. Um, so that is a uh, 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. 23 to hit. Uh, for four points of damage as he sinks his teeth and he's like, you want to grab with Lodo? Lodo will take you down. Downtown. 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 Flint. Looks like Flint, to Lodo. Not, not having any success on what he's been doing. He's going old school. Because he he's had going... so much success with you, you know? Yeah. I'm actually going to drop the dagger that I was holding and I am going to pull out my mace and try to hit this fucking Lodo. All right, here we go. Oh yeah, that's some good numbers. 19 to hit. That will hit. And he will take shitty two points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my gosh. Death by a thousand cuts. What'd you yeah. do, slap him? But I like, you know, the chain kind of got kinked in a way. So when I like released the mace it like balled up and it just kind of like love tapped him <laughs> did you want to do anything else um he is what 10 feet away from me i would take another uh 10 steps 10 10 feet back, back. away from him away from yes him in the chair that'll actually dump you off the platform oh really okay yeah. then I'll, I'll just stay there Okay. Warren. It just Things are getting pretty boggled. And by the way, at this point, he is now considered behind uh, partial cover. Just because oh, everybody... Oh, me? Well, yeah, because everybody is in front of him at this point. Okay, so I have the precise shot feet, which if his only cover are combatants who are in melee, the precise shot feet deals with that. Good deal. So, uh, but that's not going to help me when I roll a seven, which comes out to an 11. That does not help. So we're, we're just going to just like fire goes streaking and like impacts on the, the glass um, next to the telescope. You see it the hit the glass and actually you see the flame crawl horizontally across the whole interior of the room and it just illuminates the whole room briefly and i'm sure anybody walking around outside of Belhaim probably sees this 
this dome just illuminate briefly and these silhouettes going at it, you know, in the top of this Hunkley's Manor. Stubby, what would you like to do? He is no longer flanked, if I heard you correctly. I think I heard you say that we're all standing in front of him now. Well, he's behind everybody. Like if you two guys are on, on opposite sides and Flint is in front of him, he's in that boxed area. So there's I mean, still, he's still, so he still has that. a flank. Where, where are you at, Dempsey? You're still opposite him, right? To be right up in his grill. Okay. Okay. So he's flanked. Yeah. So like okay. I said, you know, there's, there's, there is no facing in this system. There, there's no facing in 5e either. So just imagine that somebody is actually opposite him. Okay. To give you that, so that flanking. I'm going to uh, attempt to hit him with my rapier again. That's a 24. That'll hit. Nice. And uh, that is going to be 10 points of damage, non-sneak. How many? 10. 10. And sure. then my sneak damage, oh, 12 points of sneak damage. 12 nice. points. 22 points total piercing. So this piercing damage, you managed to pierce this poor infant-looking demon skewer him and just keep running him right down to the platform you see him kind of curl up almost fetally and expire right at the feet of the three of you you see this this cylindrical object roll out of his unfurling fingers roll for a few feet on the platform and come to a stop so i i hold my dagger up and i drop it so like, like a mic just, drop I just mic dropped. You just dagger dropped. Dab me out. Sunder that fucking thing. So I I, uh, I collect my rapier, and um, you said that this thing rolled away. Yeah, just like a like a pencil rolling away, but it's bigger than a pencil. Okay, and I I reach to grab for that. Uh, okay. That item. It definitely has the feel of some kind of a of an arcane implement or a catalyst of some type. Warren, uh, do you know what this is? And I, I stretch my hand out to Warren and say, does this does this look familiar? Um, I would assume it is uh, either a wand or possibly a rod. Um, I would, judging from the way he was used it, probably a, a simple uh, electrical or a simple lightning spell is in it. Something mild and... Um, just uh, just enough to feel a little powerful, I suppose. Would you be able to identify this for me? Um, probably. It will take a little bit of time, though. Um, Warren, please. I, I'm interested to know what this is. And, and I hand the item to Warren. Um, and then I, I descend the ladder to go pick up my bow. Okay. Um, Warren will uh, smile kind of amusedly I, I i smile kind of uh, uh amused at at stabby who was previously so like okay are we done now can we move on can we go <laughs> next room right to be the mvp right of course i know dempsey locked that dude up put yeah. some hurting on him you're rolling Absolutely. hot tonight though brian i can't yeah. hold you um so uh i will if there's like a clean corner of a 
like one of the tables or something. Warren will go over there, spend a little time, kind of play with the wand or rod or whatever this is and try to identify Oh, it. this is a family show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I imagine you probably take 10. And with your mm -hmm. ability, you realize that this is a wand of lightning bolts. Um, okay. It looks as though it's probably been used for regularly. Mm -hmm. But you probably imagine it's at the end of its life cycle. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now, there's only five charges left in it. Okay. So he had already blasted off two. There were seven to begin with. Um, but yeah, he's it's already at the end of its cycle, unless you know a way how to pump it up. Uh, as you look at the rest of the table, like I said, there's all kinds of stuff that's scattered about the tables and stuff. There's a... Uh, where's it at? Somewhere in here. What's the, uh, the damage two tables of the, in the south end? What's yes. The, what's yeah. the damage of the effect? Uh, one d six. One d six plus three. Okay. Um, Warren hands the wand back to Stabby, and it, it, like I said, it is uh, um, a wand with some power to it. There's not many charges left, but you should get uh, four or five uses out of it. So I, I take the uh, wand with both hands and uh, <laughs> that's <nod>. right <laughs> and and hold it up uh, with both hands and and nod to Warren. Thank you. <laughs> um, Warren, it seems we've dispatched uh, the enemy here. Can we get along with inventory of of this area? I would like to of course. Uh, move on. Of course. And Warren will proceed to start inventorying like what's on the table. He'll start with the tables um, and then work his way around and get everything and leave the telescope for last. And probably his entry for the telescope will be like question mark, question mark, question mark, dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. And then in parentheses, probably as much as the rest of the house. I don't know. You haven't seen what's, what else is in the house, though, have you? Mm, no. I haven't been through the whole house yet. Not yet. Well, we'll have to pick that up next session. And I will also give you the inventory of what is on those tables. Okay. Well, we and I do have it. I find it right here. But I want to, we'll start it off a little slow next session. Happy It's my first time. <laughs> no way. You say that every time. <laughs> you got more holes in them block of Swiss cheese. <laughs> <laughs>
So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.